Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I experience God every time I, I go out to the park because it is thanks to God and the breath of God that these bubbles are possible and people can experience them. I, I can't think of, of a better example of an activity where I could not do this and offer this without the breath of God. There is no bubbling without God. Bubbling. What is bubbling and how are bubbling and God connected? Lynn Hancock joins us today. She's known as the Bubble Lady. She's going to share with us how bubbles and God are connected. She's also going to share why she's called the Bubble Lady. Our guest today is Lynn Hancock. She's from Ontario and she's known as the Bubble Lady. You are known as the Bubble Lady. For those who don't know, tell us a little bit about that and why you're called the Bubble Lady. It's a mystery to me, but it doesn't seem to matter where I go, which park I, I go to, what, what age the person is. It seems to be a, an easy way to describe what, who I am, who they're seeing, you know. Um, so that's just been adopted. I, I, it's a mystery to me. But this has been going on now for quite a few years, and I guess at, at a loss for how else to describe me. That's uh, have you seen the bubble lady? Or, that's the bubble lady. <laughs> so I, I've introduced this now to hundreds of people. I have yet to see anybody else in the park doing it, but I have a binder filled with photographs and emails of people who have had uh, the chance to experience this for themselves, whether it was at the cottage or backyard or a birthday celebration. So I know that um, people are paying it forward. So that gives me a lot of pleasure. So when we say bubble lady, like you go to parks in your home city and you blow bubbles, but not just any bubbles, like you blow giant bubbles. How did you get into this? Well, first of all, this is the beauty of it. I'm not blowing the bubbles. And this is why um, it's possible to see these huge bubbles. Uh, I would pass out if I had <laughs> to attempt to blow. People are familiar with the little bu- bubbles that they used to do as children, and they'd have a little bottle of, and they'd blow the bubbles. Well, uh, that's possible at that, at that stage. But um, I have to take you back to Easter weekend of 2013. I... Um, had asked for help. And I wouldn't say that I was conscious of, of and, and use the word praying. I asked the universe for help because I was stuck and I knew something was missing. And uh, so I had sung um, uh, in the choir on, on Good Friday and I was anticipating Easter Sunday service. And I thought on Saturday morning, it was a beautiful day. Uh, I don't want to plan anything. I don't want to organize anything. I just want to go for a drive. And I I just let myself be guided to um, the the uh, east end of Toronto. And I was living in the west end of Toronto at the time. And uh, I ended up at the beaches and the boardwalk. And uh, I was drawn to these huge kites in the sky. And the closer I got to them, I realized I recognized one of the people. And the chances of that in the city of Toronto are rather slim. Mm-hmm. 
And after a brief reconnection and, and conversation, she said, you should try bubbling. And, and I had no idea what she was talking to. I was approaching my 60th birthday and I was looking for something different to do, but I had no idea what, what she was talking about. So fortunately, I was able to get a kit from her, from her partner and he had one in his vehicle. And I, I thought, okay, I'm going to start this so-called bubbling and I'm going to go from park to park and visit parks in Toronto and see what this is all about. And uh, as a result, uh, I heard more wows that first summer um, sharing this with other people in the park than I had heard in over 30 years of teaching. And I was teaching elementary school hmm. age children. So it was, it was very humbling for me to uh-huh. have, have had these, uh, you know, responses and reactions to something uh, and what was going through my head was, could it be this simple? But my initial reaction was, this was pure joy. So something as simple as bubbles yes. is creating this joy amongst your community. Yes, and um, I think it's, there's when, when I was first introduced to this, I was told, you're going to meet people who like to watch the bubbles, people who like to make the bubbles, and people who like to pop the bubbles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <And> me. <laughs> I would have to say check, check, and check. <laughs> I have met all of the above. It's really amazing. Like there's I have two young kids, two and four years old. Colleen has kids a little bit older than mine. I know she does the same though. Like we keep bubbles on hand, like little bubbles from the dollar store. Because it's one of the easiest ways to calm them down when things are going sideways. We just start blowing bubbles and everything changes. Why do you think that is? That's a great question. I, I think there's, there's an opportunity to be present, which allows the anxiety and the fears to dissipate. Uh, I have been inspired over the last eight years by other people's reactions to this, one of whom uh, was being treated for post-traumatic stress, and she said it was the first time she had felt present since her treatment. Wow. And exactly. When, when she was given an opportunity to do it, she, she realized that probably, I can only imagine, she wasn't thinking about the past. She wasn't concerned about the future. She, she was drawn into the present moment where there was no fear, where there was no reason to be anxious. And she just allowed herself to be present to the moment and to be able to watch something uh, that was ever-changing. Uh, every time she dipped the rope into the bucket, and and lifted it up to let the wind have its way. There was no control over what would happen. And so if she was going to enjoy it, she had to follow it, track it, wow. and, and enjoy the experience. So would you say it's stories like that that keeps you going year after year after year since 2013? Absolutely. And 
you know, oftentimes people will say to me, oh, I wish my grandchildren were here. They would enjoy it. And, and I'm not arguing about that. But what I'm, I'm struck by is, is that, that the adults, the grandparents, you know, I, I want to, to encourage them to take it in and say, yeah. you were drawn to this. Give that to yourself. You know, I, yes, I can understand them wanting to share it with their grandchildren. And depending on the age of the grandchildren, uh, they may not have the, the same sense of appreciation for what it offers. They may be so excited that they can't resist an opportunity to pop them. And again, this is you know dependent on age sometimes, but um, the, the adults themselves, um, I think, are unaccustomed to having this kind of experience for themselves. Um, so, yeah, and like, uh, I don't know, I was just thinking like there's this unwillingness almost as adults to let us enjoy things with like a childlike enthusiasm, right? But I was just imagining like these giant bubbles in the park. And if we stopped it and allowed ourselves to enjoy it as well, like how much better the world would be because so many of us would be a lot happier and treat each other with a lot more kindness, I think. Absolutely. How does bubbling make you feel? We're hearing the experiences that other people are getting out of your bubbling, but how does it make you feel? I I feel as though I'm uniquely position to offer this to people it feels like such a fit for me and my reaction to it has changed that initial wow from my myself was in response to seeing something I'd never seen before and that was genuine Uh, in order for me to keep doing it I think for me to be a witness to other people's experience um, has has been um, just life changing. Uh, I, I I believe that um, it it was my intention of letting go at some point, inspired by other people's reactions, where I decided the first summer I was doing this. Okay, I'm just going to set an intention: letting go, letting go, and letting go, and letting God, letting go, and letting go. And so in September, when I got a message from a, a friend to say that her father had passed away and the funeral was in, in, going to be in Guelph, I came out to a funeral. And the, the short version of the story is that I, I came to the funeral on a Saturday and I signed my lease in, on a Tuesday, the following Tuesday. And I had lived in Toronto for 60 years. So, so I felt drawn to this city I felt led to this city and I choose to believe that um, everything there was the best kind of conspiracy where you know there was an energy uh, an awareness that I was ready and open for a change that needed to happen in order for me to discover um, a better version of myself and be able to apply some of the skills from teaching and yet have this opportunity to not only to, to not only 
demonstrate for people or to do it for others, but to give people, other people an opportunity to have the experience themselves. Um, and so it was, uh, it, it's been evolving over eight years. So it doesn't feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's, it's continuing to evolve. We, uh, one of the taglines of the show is real life and real faith, kind of just like finding God and everyday stories and people as they live it out. So this might be one of the oddest questions I've ever asked in 20 years of radio, but let me <laughs> ask you this. How do you experience God in bubbles? <laughs> uh, that's a very good question. I experience God every time I, I go out to the park because it is thanks to God and the breath of God that these bubbles are possible and people can experience them. I, I can't think of, of a better example of an activity where I could not do this and offer this without the breath of God. And when people ask me, so what's the secret? I say, it's all about the wind. You want the wind at your back. You want to be able to let the wind have its way. Uh, the wind's going to go where the wind's going to go. And even if the weather network says it's coming from the south, uh, you know, any given moment, it can change. And so I have to change with the wind. And so hmm. there is no, there is no bubbling without God. I love that. Um, I'd mentioned going to the dollar store for our bubbles earlier. Those aren't the best bubbles, uh, but they are affordable. But I'm wondering, <laughs> do you have any special tips for us parents out there or, or anybody looking to get into on this? How do we get the best bubbles? Well, I, I have tried different recipes and, and I, I have a current recipe that seems to work very well, which I would be more than happy to share without fear of lawsuit because it was a mistake that that uh, resulted in my changing and tweaking a recipe that I got off the internet. So uh, I was making up a batch and realized I, I had uh, altered it. So I, I am more than happy to share this recipe because it only has four ingredients. Uh, the only one which often people ask about is something called guar gum powder, uh, and and I am able to buy it in a in a bakery baking supply store in Guelph. Um, but xanthan powder is also uh, used, and it's used for gluten free baking. So um, I'm sure that you know if if you want it, I'm more than happy to to share the recipe with you. We'd love for you to share it. Tell us a little bit more. Because we all want those giant bubbles. I have tried everything, and I know um, not everything has worked out, um, yes. including honey and all kinds of interesting and weird things. Uh, I can only speak for what works for me, and I use 17 cups of tap water. And this is Guelph water. 17 tablespoons of Dawn dish detergent. I don't, I, I buy it in bulk, so it's blue. People ask me the color batters. I don't know that it does. <laughs> a heaping teaspoon, one heaping teaspoon of guar gum powder and two heaping teaspoons of baking powder. 
Now, over time, I have discovered that it's really helpful to use an upright Cuisinart or whatever model of stick, which is a blender, because I, I hold it under the surface and I want that powder that I sprinkle on top of the water to be dissolved and blend it so that there's no clotting or clumping. And then I, I put in the detergent and count to 30 with this, with this upright immersion blender so that I know that it's going to be blended all together. So two counts of 30 um, and it minimizes the amount of foam on the surface. And the other thing that, that I offer to people in the parks because I am retired and I have the time is I make up the rope and if, if people can, can get a couple of plant stakes, bamboo plant stakes and a couple t- cable ties that they have at home, um, I just give them some rope and, and off they go. Funny story um, when it comes to the sticks and the rope last yes. year, right before everything shut down due to the pandemic, I quickly made one last stop at the thrift store picking up a bunch of things to keep the kids busy because I knew we were going to be likely stuck at home. One of the things I picked up was that a bubble wand made out of rope and sticks. I had never <laughs> used one of those before and it was spring. So it was cold here. Yes. It was very cold. But let me tell you, we took that thing outside. The bubbles we created out of that thing were absolutely amazing. And my children cried when uh, it officially broke and we no longer could fix it. Now, you've been able to not only do the bubbling in the park, but you also share this bubbling with your church as well. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, uh, I guess one of the times that I shared it uh, at the church was during the singing of the Hallelujah Chorus. I, I went out to the courtyard and it just so happened that the wind, over which I have no control, was allowing the bubbles to to float up in the air during this singing um, and the, at Harcourt Church, the, there's a bank of windows overlooking the garden. And uh, so the folks who were singing the Halloween chorus at the end of the Easter service were able to watch these bubbles rise up um, over the garden. And again, I, I don't know what you call that because as I said, the, there's no controlling it. I have <laughs> that that morning I could have woken up and, and the wind was going a completely different direction and I couldn't have offered that. Um, but there have been a couple of occasions at Harcourt where I was able to, to offer this. And uh, so different different groups at different times have been able to um, experience it. And so that's... What did the uh, people in the congregation think of it? Um well, I, I guess because I was outside and they were all inside, I, I wasn't able to see the expressions on their faces or, or reactions. I, I heard from some of the choir members and heard from some of the congregation that this was a surprise, uh, a pleasant surprise, something that they were able to enjoy. Um, so it's it's very um, interesting to me after after doing this for eight years, the people who approach me and are aware on some level that that this is calming, that this is therapeutic. I can't tell you the number of people that say, well, this this is really therapeutic. Um, so, and, and, and then again, there are people who are in the park 
for a reason. They're biking through. They're they're on their devices. They they don't appear to even notice them, and and um, that's been a real education as well. So it, it seems to be how people show up, what people are open to, um, and what people are are ready and willing to experience to feel better. Um, and there's so many people this summer in particular that have shared personal stories that have resulted in tremendous anxiety and stress. So it's, it's, a, it's great to be able to offer people an alternative to the fear and the anxiety. Yeah. And Lynn, I feel better just after talking to you. I feel more at peace this morning. Uh, I can't wait to bubble. Never mind my kids. Like, I'm not even going to wait for them to get home. I'm going out and doing it today. (laughs) I'm going to give it a shot. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your experience with us. Well, thank you for providing a safe place for me to share something that's very personal, but something that's been life-changing. So thank you. And thank you so much for joining us today and for listening. Remember, if you want to listen to this full conversation again, or you want to listen to any of the other conversations that we've had on Connections, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that at podcastbuild.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.